It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Auburn edge defender Eculiota is out for the season due to the injury he suffered against LSU. What does that mean going forward? We tell you on today's Locked on Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm. And I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's Tuesday. That means it is a Charlie Tuesday as we're joined by Auburn Message Report legend, Charlie Five, live from Barbaritos. Eculiota, supposedly out for the year, according to Brian Harson's statement yesterday. It's a big loss. It's definitely a big one. It's huge, man, and it's sad because he was really killing it. He was he was playing very, very good football, yeah, and uh, playing his way, you know, into a into a draft pick, a, probably possibly a high draft pick. Uh, he had gotten leaner, he gotten faster, seemed incredibly more explosive. I mean, what a loss! That's, that sucks so bad. It does. It does. So, what do you think that does moving? Forward. I mean, we, we talked about these edge rushers and, and the defensive line and the pass rush being the strength of this team. And I think at some points it's been a little underwhelming. I think Penn State jumps jumps up to the you know probably the biggest example of that. But I, I thought they looked good against LSU. They certainly looked good against Missouri. And really, Penn State is becoming the exception more and more as the season goes on. And so even then, Eku still I think had three pressures, which. I think that's probably him doing his job. But what? Um, how do you think they change their approach on this? Does Marcus Bragg just step in to that role, and then Dylan Brooks do what Marcus Bragg was doing before that and play, you know, snaps here and there? Or do you think they change what they do from a scheme standpoint and maybe put more of a traditional defensive end on the field, maybe a Morris Joseph Jr. or, or somebody like that? 
Yeah, I think it's going to have to be the latter. Uh, I think you're going to have to go to a more traditional four-man front. Look, you had you had two guys that were pass rushers that could also uh, were smart enough, strong enough, and, and just good enough to be able to set the edge. So, so in in reality, you had two defensive ends mm-hmm. uh, that could rush the passer, and now you only have one. So I'm wondering, like you said, do you kick Colby outside? Does Colby yeah. play the traditional outside, and then you have Jason Jones and maybe um, Harris on the inside? Like what? It's going to be interesting. I just don't – I don't think that you can just afford to – I think Bragg's been good at times, but, like, do you just you just go ahead and throw him out there, like, full-time when you got other, you know, maybe a little bit better defensive linemen and just go to a little bit more of a traditional set? I, it's going to be interesting to see, but I just think that was such a freakish two-man tag team that we had. Yeah. And um, I don't know that you can replicate another end that can do – or another – Buck stand up outside linebacker, whatever you want to call it. I don't Stun, think. Yeah. I don't think that there's another person. I don't think that person exists on the on the roster, right? Yeah, now. and I've been very high on Marcus Bragg and what he's been able to do so far this year, but I've liked what he's done in that specific role. Exactly. As a full time starter, I get a little bit more hesitant to say ah, I don't know about that. So we'll see. We'll see exactly what a bigger role. You, you got to think his role will be bigger nonetheless. For so sure. w- what does that look like for him moving forward? Is a guy like Morris Joseph, who is a guy that has not played as much as I thought he would, um, can, can he play that three technique or that, you know, the five technique, you know, battling the tackle every play and put, you know, Kobe Wooden on the other situation there? We'll, um, we'll see. And also, you know, maybe we see more Jason Jones, Marcus Harris on the field at the same time, which I like. Uh, I, love, I think, I love, I think both of those guys uh, are good at what they do. I think they do very different things. I think Marcus Harris is very good at, you know, creating havoc and penetration. I think Jason Jones is very good at eating up blocks. So that's more of a traditional type thing that we've seen at Auburn. So you, you may see some of that this Saturday when they go to Athens. I actually love those two, especially versus Georgia. I love those two in the middle beside each other more than I like uh, Harris and Wooden beside each other in the middle. So I think it, it, a really cool lineup to me would be yeah. Eku, I'm sorry, would be Hall, uh, Harris, uh, Jones, and Wooden across the front. I think that's a very formidable uh, defensive line. After that, you know, you worry a little bit, but those four could be that could be a, a very fun. Uh, of, and, and still be able to create the same amount of havoc that that the faster uh, lines did. So uh, I, I think I, li- I really like that combo, and I'm hoping we see it at least some against Georgia because you're going to have to be big and you're going to have to uh, get push and create havoc to disrupt those running lanes because they want to run the ball. Even if yeah. they struggle at times, they want to run it. And uh, if they can, they will run it probably every other play. I mean – just continue to pound us uh, until we either stop it or get gassed trying to stop it. Yeah, and you only have to do that lineup for, you know, early downs because in theory, you know, if you can get them third and eight or something like that, third and six or more, you can you can do the whole thing that we saw them do with Derek Hall and Eku Leota and just put Marcus Bragg in. I think you could still see that from the edge, you know, the, that double edge um, attack and the pass rush. So, We'll see what that looks like on Saturday. But, man, you hate it for Eku. I mean, he was just really kind of figuring it out. And at times, I thought he looked better than Derek, which oh, I yeah. think would have surprised oh, yeah. some people totally. 
going into the season. So hate it for him. Hate it for him. Before we uh, before we move on, let's stay on the topic of defense. Thoughts on Auburn's linebacker play so far? I've been very disappointed with it, especially with no Cam Riley. I thought Wesley Steiner did okay. I think he was fine. But Owen, Owen Papo, this roster's only five-star. Uh, it's just, if you were sh- watching this game with somebody that didn't know anything about Auburn but knew football, and you're like, pick out the five-star. They're not pointing to Owen Papo, and that's concerning. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I can't really put my finger on what's what's like missing with him because physically all the attributes are there. Like it's just like letting Emory out of the backfield. That's the only guy that you that's the only guy that you're supposed to cover. You know, uh, yeah. he he seems to get caught and uh, caught in the wash too often. He doesn't his fits. You know he he doesn't fit in the right places sometimes. Right. And but, but linebackers in general. You know, Wesley Steiner seems to have the – he seems to be able to get in the right position a lot of times, but he doesn't make the plays as much as you would like him to make. He didn't have a good stop on the goal line, probably the best tackle he's made all year, uh, where he met the guy uh, – they, they reviewed it and everything, met the, met the running back in the air. It was right before uh, the quarter – I can't remember the quarterback's name. Jaden Daniels did the little read option and walked in. He met him at the goal line, made a beautiful play. But then at, later in the game – uh, he meets Emory in the hole, and Emory just walks straight through him. So sure. uh, I feel like Cam Riley has been sort of non-existent as well. Like, where has he been? But he uh, got hurt, been, supposedly, yeah. against Missouri. Yeah, so haven't – but even before that, like, haven't really seen him um, since that first game. Uh, just yeah. linebacker play in general has been a big letdown. But we knew that coming in. We were That was a concern coming in. You know, linebackers could be, could be uh, you know, something that could be a weakness. So – and it's yeah. showing its head. It has been. It has been so far. Um, you know what's not a weakness when it comes to uh, protecting your home, Charlie what's Five? That? What's that? Our friends at uh, Simply Safe. No way. Lock it up. Yep. The, the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting-edge security, technology, powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents that always have your back. And, and there, there's so many different things you can do with it. There's so many different kits you can buy from their site. My family has been permanently scarred. We bought our first house several years ago, and then the day we went to move into it, it flooded. And no so we, we have like PTSD from like water damage, right? Like anytime there's like a drip somewhere, we're like, oh no, is it about to happen again? Well, one of the things that Simply Safe has that I have in my system now is anytime it detects water around like the washer and dryer or below the sink or you know you can set them wherever, it sends a notification to your phone. Quickly. Wow! So th- th- they've got a bunch of different things that you can do. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/slash/locked-on-college. Save twenty percent on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Simplysafe.com/slash/locked-on-college to learn more. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock 
deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Charlie Five, we are broadcasting live from Barbaritos. Oh, yeah. And I think it's important that you tell people what you did today because it was oh, very, yeah. very impressive. Yeah, so I've been uh, – obviously, I'm obsessed with the Chipotle Ranch. Well, I, I, had, a, I had a vision on, on what to do here with the burrito bowl, and uh, I was getting too much ranch on top, and it was not enough under bottom. So you know what I did? I walked up, and I said, we're about to layer this mug. So I went – Rice ranch. You actually meat, used much ranch. more aggressive language. I did. I, I cursed, but I, anyway, I said, yeah. "You go rice ranch, meat ranch, toppings ranch." It was a Chipotle ranch sensation. It was a big hit, and you destroyed it. Absolutely, Every, not a, not a single drop left. <laughs> yep, yep. No, uh, they've got so many cool things here at Barbaritos: uh, burrito bowls, burritos, tacos, nachos. I love their nachos. So be sure to check it out. Barbaritos is um, right next to the mall over here in Auburn with a new location downtown opening soon. So be sure to check that out. A lot of talk about the new offensive line that we saw yeah. against LSU. I personally thought it looked a lot better. Brandon Council at center uh, about halfway through the second quarter. Now, note, this is when the offense was really kind of putting up points and Auburn was kind of in control. Uh, I was kind of asking myself the question, why didn't Brandon Council start the year? At center, there were a few bad snaps, which is what you would expect, uh, all things considered. But I think you got that anyway, for being honest. So, uh, right. but what did you think about this offensive line? I, it made me ask the question: Why did it take so many games to get to this version of it? I guess I, you know, I see that I see that talked a lot. I, I see that being the chatter quite a bit, and um, I, so I was like, man, I guess I'm what I. I I watched, maybe, maybe saw it a little different. I, I didn't necessarily think the offensive line was worse. I just didn't really see a lot of difference. I saw that um, we had 120 yards come off of two busted plays uh, of the of the close to 170 yards of offense we had in the first quarter, where everybody was like, "Man, what's going on? The the script's working." But it was really, you know, Robbie scrambled away from pressure and found Javarius Johnson wide open, and then he did it again and found uh, Jarquez, which. Jarquez running a route 15 yards down the field, like that was kind of blew my mind. But anyway, uh, that, that's where, a, like I said, a 50-yard play and a 60-yard play. And then this and of, of Power 5 uh, opponents that we faced, um, this was only the second best uh, yards per carry that we had. So we actually had more yards per carry against Penn State than we did against, uh, against um, LSU. It could be that it was such a rebound. It was so much better than Missouri. Uh, to start off with, because yeah. Missouri, we average like a little over a yard per carry. But um, I'm not, I don't necessarily think it's like this magic combination we found. I think it's just an, a combination. Just, of, just from the eye test, though, I mean, just from watching it, didn't you feel like there was more of a push in the middle, like at the line of scrimmage? I, I certainly, I certainly thought, thought so. I, I thought I, the tackles let more guys through than, than what you would like to see, obviously. And I'm not saying the offensive line is perfect. I'm not saying yeah. it's complete. I'm not even saying it's good. But I just think it was better than it has been. And I don't know if that's all Brandon Council. Let's give props to Alec Jackson, who was that other guard that kind of yeah. earned a spot throughout all of this, um, over Keandre Jones, which is fascinating. That is a fascinating thing. Like, what in the – put, like, Keandre Jones and Cam Petway next to each other. It's like, what happened to you guys? Like, <laughs> so much hype, and then you just fall off. I hate it for him. But, yeah, um, yeah props to Alec Jackson, too. I, I thought the interior looked better than what we've seen so far. Yeah, I mean – 
like I said, on first glance, you you think that, but then you go look at the you go look at the numbers, and it's like it wasn't that much different than what we've yeah. what we've seen. So um, I, I'm glad that I will say this. I will say this. Brandon Council over Jaleel Irvin at center is not clearly night and day. Like I think that's that's the biggest. Uh, that may be the biggest combination that that seems to work because when Tate went down. Our whole offense went down because we didn't we didn't have council in there, and then now you put move council in there, and it seems to get you back to at least where you were prior, or maybe maybe a tad better push inside. So uh, it's still like man, it's I don't know that I don't know that council over Tate the whole season the whole season makes a difference at all in my opinion. Gotcha. That's just that's just my opinion. Yeah, but I think it elevates another guard. And we probably thought it was Keon, would be Keandre Jones, but it was Alec Jackson. And so it's like, right. is a way to get Brandon Council Tate Johnson on the field at the same time better than getting like an Alec Jackson and Brandon Council on the field at the same time? Sure. I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. Based on the one game sample size, I would say yes, but that may change when they take on Georgia in Athens this weekend. Well, what are you, what are, what are your expectations for this game? Right, nobody's given Auburn a chance, but online has us as more than a, a four-touchdown dog. I think it's 29 and a half as we record this right now at Bet Online. So w- what, do you, what do you think? Obviously, the goal is to win. But yeah. I'm going to ask you open-ended, what's the goal for this team going to Athens this weekend? Sure. Well, my expectation is pain, 100%. Uh, sadness. Pain, uh, pain yeah. and sadness. But right. I think the goal would be um, – I think the goal would be to be uh, maybe just competitive. Just be competitive. Like make some stops on defense, which I think we will, and 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 not look like you're just so incredibly, so incredibly outmanned. I, and I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that without trickeration and and a fake punt here or a punt return there or or I don't know how you do that. I, I don't really know how you do that because the mismatch between their defensive line and our offensive line is going to be. I mean, you thought Penn State and Missouri were bad. Uh, yeah. It's going to be bad. Like, I'm afraid it could be it could be really ugly. So, I'm hoping that those guys can just play hard, not give up, and you know, try to make a few things happen. Uh, maybe, maybe Robbie could break a long one, or Tank, or somebody break a long one. But it's just, uh, I, I have a, I, I just, I, I fear, I fear this game for the kids because it's, it's, it's sort of the, at the tipping point, and it's getting closer to that. You know the rumored when they're going to part, possibly part ways with Harson. So, like, what motivation do they have? It could be the opposite way. They could love. You know, they could rally fight the troops, rally the troops, and fight for him. Yeah. Um, I guess that's what I would like to see. I would like to see some fight. I, I would just like to see scrappy fight. Uh, um, so, so there's been so many people that have asked the question, right? The you know the pro Harson part of the Auburn fan base that have asked the question. Well, what if he beats Georgia? What if he beats Alabama? And obviously, he yeah. would have to make it to the Iron Bowl in order to beat Alabama. But my response to that question is, if he does both of those things, you keep him. You keep okay. him. But I, I just don't see that happening, <laughs> Charlie Five. But, yeah. I mean, if, if he does do that, if he, be, if he wins in Athens, and in order for him to make it to the Iron Bowl, he has to win in Oxford. And all of a sudden, if you have two top 10 road wins, I don't think you can move on from him. Do I think that's going to happen? No. No, yeah. I, I, I don't. But like we said, I, going into the season, 
winning cures everything. And so for the pro Harson folks, because I've apparently been more negative than I realized about this, <laughs> which I, I respect. Thank you for calling me out. He's, he's going to have to do that. He's going to have to pull off two ridiculous upsets on the road in back-to-back -back weeks. And I think you give him more time at that point. But I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't, I don't either. And Do you agree I with think, me, though, if you win both of those, can you, can you fire him? It's, it would be tough. It would be tough. But I, I, the damage that was done in February uh, is, never moved on from. Is, is, is irreparable, in my opinion. It's absolutely irreparable. Yeah. No matter whose fault you want to put blame on, it's, it's, you, you have completely deflated your recruiting possibilities to, to, to rebound at all. Like, you, you can't. Every game you coach is, oh, he's got to win this one to keep his job. How the heck do you sell that to, to kids? Um, you can't. Like, I, who, if uh, I said Two this top ten wins on the road doesn't save it, doesn't fix I, that? I don't think so. I, I don't think okay. – first of all, I don't think it happened. I don't, I don't think it's possible. No, this is 100% hypothetical. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I don't think that – because it's not going to change the mind of the people that, that are making the decisions. And, and maybe, that's, maybe that's fair that their, their, their minds wouldn't be changed by that. But I just – what happened in February is like tor the torpedoing of a coach right or wrong, the way it was done is it, you can't come back. You can't come back from it on either side, on either side, in my opinion. Yeah. We're about to be joined by Auburn tight end John Samuel Schenker, Charlie Five. But before we get to that, how can people find you, hear you, support you, all that stuff? Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five and the Locked On Auburn Discord. The Auburn Live, the corner message board, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Pod. That is Charlie Five, Auburn message board legend, joining us today. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a new flavor, Indulgent Cookie Dough, covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered 100% in real chocolate. They're delicious. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk. And if for some reason that's not up your alley, Built has a ton of different flavors. You can check them all out at built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15, L O C K E D O N 15, LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off. That is at Built. Dot com. Also want to shout out our friends at Alumni Hall. If you are getting ready for basketball season coming up or you need more wardrobe options for, uh, for football, you know, we get a little bit of a break before the next home game, but be sure to check out our friends at Alumni Hall. And if you are an out-of-towner, which a lot of you are, and a lot of you guys have messaged me saying that you've loved the experience of ordering from Alumni Hall, just go to alumnihall.com. They have stuff for any type of Auburn fan, uh, whether you've got dogs or cats or, or little kids. They've got it all for you. And really cool memorabilia, really cool decor. Check it all out, alumnihall.com. We're now joined by Auburn tight end John Samuel Shanker. Our weekly visits with John Samuel Shanker brought to you by the Crawford Willis Group at EXP Realty. And you guys... You guys were moving the ball on offense early, jumped up to a, you know, a quick 17 points. What was the biggest difference after that, Janker? I mean, what, 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 was, um, what was the kind of the biggest adjustment that, that was made that impacted that? Yeah, I think a big piece of it uh, was that fumble for a touchdown with LSU. And yeah. 
Uh, I thought that took some of the steam out of some of the guys. Uh, didn't allow us to really, you know, catch our breath until really halftime because they scored again right before half. So, and then that's just been the tale of the tape lately is just finishing games in the second half because um, we get off to a great start normally, and yeah. um, which is awesome and you want that, but it's also about playing a full four quarters. And that's, you know, going to this week, that's what we have to do to win this game uh, is just play a full four quarters. Yeah. When your head coach is asked about that, he talks about you got to execute. When it all comes down to it, it comes down to execution late in games. Is it that? Is it is it conditioning? Is it I mean, it seems like y'all are in good shape. I, I don't watch y'all and think they don't look any more tired than anybody else does. What, what what does it come down to? Or is it that? Is it execution? Yeah, it's always execution. Every time you look back, if you look at teams that, that struggle to do that, it's normally execution just not being consistent for an entire four-hour period um you know obviously we game plan and things like that and we go through a week um, i thought we did better that this week um in practice executing but now it's about doing it over and over again uh throughout the week so that on saturdays there's no issues with that there was a play where you were a little slow to get up it looks like you were grabbing your wrist or your hand or something is, is everything okay yeah, it was uh, it was just a little elbow bruise there. Um, I thought I'd hurt it worse than I did. Um, I just wanted to make sure you know nothing was was broken or anything. But we're all good. Um, I'll be back full speed tomorrow, so ready for practice then. Sure, sure. As far as Robbie Ashford, your quarterback, uh, it was his second start. The broadcast made it very clear it was his birthday. <laughs> In case you didn't know, they made that very very clear. Um, I thought he looked great, John Samuel. What did you think about your quarterback? I agree. I thought we knew going into that week that we had to throw the football because um, Missouri really packed in the box, and we, we knew that in order for us to be successful on offense, we had to throw the football, and he did a wonderful job, especially being a second start. I mean, that's a lot for a guy, especially in the SEC. So really happy to see that. Uh, it's a lot that we can learn from, but that's a lot of growth there in, in that week. Um, and now as we get into this week, it makes it harder for defense to game plan now because they have to worry about the passing game, um, especially down the field. So very exciting uh, for Robbie on uh, his growth throughout the past few weeks, and I'm sure he'll continue to do so. What kind of player do you think he can be when it's all said and done by the time he leaves Auburn? I mean, he's got natural ability. He seems like he's a gamer. I don't think there's any question about that. He's clearly athletic. What's Robbie's upside in your mind? Yeah, I think he's just getting his talent tapped into because he hasn't really played, right? He didn't play to yeah. Oregon. Now he's getting his opportunity. Obviously a great athlete. Um, and once I think he understands the game more, just understanding pre-snap and, and operating of an offense, once he really gets comfortable with that um, throughout his next few years, I mean, there's, there's really no telling um, just because he hasn't played much at all. But what you've seen, I mean, that's – it's that's pretty raw talent that you've seen so far, in my opinion. So, um, if he if he wants it, he can get anything that he wants. Honestly, the talent's there. He's just if he's is he willing to put in that work um, each and every day, and he's been up to that so far. Yeah, so that, that's exciting. That's exciting for sure. A uh, little shakeup on the offensive line due to you know injury, um, which is extremely unfortunate. But I was impressed with what Brandon Council was able to do at center. Alec Jackson stepping in there in a bigger role as well. What do you think about those guys? Oh, yeah. Whenever, you know, we hated that Tay went down. Uh, you always hate that sure. for the guy. But 
Um, just having that veteran line, uh, being able to just move Council over in one week and him him really pick it up is is really awesome to have on our offensive line. I thought he did a great job. I thought they played a great game. Um, they definitely kept us in the game, kept a clean pocket for Robbie, mm-hmm. um, and, and we really moved the ball. So I was – yeah, they I think they did awesome. Testament to them, just being able to to maneuver around the offensive line like that uh, in a week t- week's time is pretty impressive. I want to turn the page and look ahead to Georgia. You guys got a tough task going on the road for the first time this year. I want to get your thoughts on that in just a moment, John Samuel Shanker. But these weekly segments brought to you by our friends at EXP Realty, of course, the Crawford Willis Group. We are closing on our old house next week, and their agents have made sure that everything is going absolutely perfect and absolutely on schedule. And they're just their guidance throughout this whole process and what could be a very stressful process has been very, very easy. And the fact that they were able to, to get such a good value on our old home, you were crazy if you were buying or selling real estate in Auburn, Opelika, Lee County and not using these folks. Be sure to reach out to the Crawford Willis Group for any real estate needs by going to their website, CrawfordWillisGroup.com. So you go on the road for the first time this year, John Samuel, and it's uh, depending on what poll you look at, number one or number two team in all of college football, the defending national champs. I mean, this is a uh, this is a big one, clearly. Yeah, and you can't ask for more going on the road, uh, CBS game of the week. So, and it's always you know the Georgia Auburn game, huge rivalry, something you look forward to every year. That's why you come to Auburn is to play in a game like this and just an opportunity that we have uh, to go out there and, and write our story and, and try and put LSU behind us and execute the best of our ability. Uh, that's what it's going to come down to. Um, you know, all the cameras will be there, but it's going to come down to who can play football the best for those four hours. What would a win this weekend mean? I mean, th- this is a program where there's a lot of outside noise hovering around the program. There's a lot of people questioning everything that you guys have going on, including your head coach, as well as the storyline of Auburn hasn't won in Athens in a very long time. What would a win like this mean for your last year at Auburn? Man, that would be that would be awesome. Uh, I look back to last year LSU beating them, and was that 22 years since we beat LSU? Yeah, um, I don't think this one's that long, but uh, just yeah, an unbelievable win that would be um, to really pick up. Um, some guys on the team that maybe feel down uh, after this past game um, and also for the fans to know that, you know, we're still here. We're playing this game at a high level. Um, and so, yeah, it would be an unbelievable win. Um, but we have to go and make that happen. It doesn't just happen. You know, we got to yeah. go put in the work this week and be locked in, ready to go. So obviously Georgia's defense last year, I mean, almost all of them went to the NFL what what kind of challenges and strengths does this Georgia defense this year present when you watch these guys on tape? They're still just as athletic uh, as they've been. Uh, I don't think they've really lost that much. I mean, I know they have a few injuries and stuff, but they're still going to be a really, really good defense. Um, yeah. That's what Coach Smart has done since he's been there. He's built a great defense. Um, obviously, yeah, they don't think – they have a lot more younger guys, so um, – you know, that, that I guess that could be something, you know, young guys in big moments. But, um, no, they're very talented, very gifted defense. They're very um, well-disciplined, very well-coached as well. So, um, you have to be on your P's and Q's for sure. Yeah. 
you you mentioned some folks in the locker room, some folks on the team may be down a little bit by how the season has gone. In the last two weeks, I'm sure, last three weeks, I'm sure, have been tough. John Samuel, your role as a captain, what are you saying to some of these guys that may be down on their play or, or down on, you know, just what the last three weeks have looked like? You as a captain, kind of speak on that if you would. Well, when you play in the SEC, you're going to, you're going to run into this. You're going to play teams that are just as good as you, and they might come out on top when you thought you should win. Like, that happens all the time if you watch Mississippi State, a and I mean, it happens everywhere. It seems like this year there's a lot more teams that are very even uh, this year than the past. Yeah. Um, so, you know, got this really younger guys that don't understand that and maybe come from very big high school programs that don't lose a lot and, like, very rarely lose. But when you come to the SEC, you're going to have games like that where you battle it out and it just doesn't go your way. Um, so it's just learning, you know, to move on. We flushed LSU. Um, now it's strictly on Georgia. And I think everyone's really buying into that. But, you know, some young guys, it takes a little bit longer for them to get over things like that. Yeah, no, it, it's tough. I, I get it. I get it. And a lot of the times these younger guys are, you know, highly recruited dudes on very talented high school teams that, that aren't used to losing. It's it, it, it's tough. It's a tough adjustment, I'm sure. So. Um, John Samuel, best of luck this weekend for the first road trip to Athens, and we will uh, we'll get your thoughts on what happened uh, next week on the show. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, War Eagle. That is John Samuel Shanker joining us as he does every single week here on the show. Another one in the books. You can find all of my written work at auburndaily.com. And we'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.